Okay, uh, we are joined by the Hunter, so thanks very much for, for coming on. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you. What's been happening? Where have you been? What, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, here, there and everywhere recently. Uh, lots lots of festivals, obviously, as it's summer. Uh, busiest yet. We just played uh, two shows in Vienna and uh, Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> Do you know, Bolo Bologna, Bologna is, Italy, is yeah. my favourite Italian city. Well, it's really? the first, it's yeah. the first time that yeah. we've ever been. Yeah. Was and it was the day before yesterday, and yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, the reaction of the crowd was amazing, uh, and we were first. Well, we were there was only two bands: it was us and Greta Van Fleet. Um, and yeah, we made a lot of new fans. And yeah, we had the, one of the best gigs we've ever played there. I think. Yeah. Do you know what? What I absolutely love about you guys is like when I seen you at the Barrowlands a couple of months ago in April, because we're talking about it, and it seems like over the past year or so you've had such a hard time but yeah. you've come back fighting and you've absolutely smashed it and, yeah, and done yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah, never give up, never surrender. Never. <laughs> I suppose that, that is now behind you and we, we now look forward to yeah, seeing yeah. what's next. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, we're just doing what we do. Uh, we've come through a lot and yeah, we're excited for chapter three, uh, third album and uh, yeah, just touring more and uh, Reading Leeds coming up today obviously is a big show for us. We sold out King Tut's uh, probably around three years ago now. So to come and headline that stage is an honour. We love Glasgow, it's always lit here. And we're going to bring the heat, baby. <laughs> I do feel like Glasgow's almost like a second home for you guys. It really it is. is. It's like, yeah. obviously London for us is it is kind of home. And then Manchester and Glasgow are always the ones that sell out first. And every time we come, the crowd are just incredible, sing every word. Yeah. So yeah, every time we get to play Glasgow, we're very happy. Brilliant. I, don't, I don't know if you guys will know this person, but I've done a bit for the podcast earlier with a, a fighter called Chris Bungard, But I know, I've seen him on Twitter, he's yeah. a fan of the band. Yeah, right? and he's got the big bit. Yeah, so, so his, his best friend is in the UFC yeah. and he's called Paul Craig. And he goes to all your shows, he absolutely loves you. Have we met him maybe? Did I send him on Twitter? He, like, he yeah. reached out and he was yeah. like, and he like, comes to the shows and he's like he stands at the back and he's like he looks like uh that that guy from uh what was that show you know uh the wolf wolf so when i was talking to him earlier he's like please say to the hunter that paul craig's a massive fan and he absolutely buzzes off him. oh, oh shit. Shit. Well, well paul thank you yeah. so much man we'll have to to meet you. we've got to get him in the video yeah dude that'd be awesome I, I, get him in the I, room. I reckon that he could maybe have a Brawl with you guys in one of your videos. Well, I mean, he can he can be secure if he wants. So what what have you guys got coming up? What other festivals are, are you, is happening? When are you back in Glasgow um, after this? We are yes, yeah, so we've got lots of festivals. Next week we've got Benicassim Festival, Water Music Festival, Dyke Brand Festival. Um, then we've got Main Stage Reading and Leeds. We've got Boardmasters. Um, we've got Humber Street Fest. Why not as well? Why not? Why yeah, not? Why yeah, not? yeah. We've got, uh, we're actually releasing our first new single. Brilliant. Which is very exciting because we've been wanting to do that for ages. Uh, but because of all the shit that we've been through, we had to hold off for a little bit. So now we're finally free, we can let loose the world and let everyone see what we've been working on. Um, so that's big for us. And then we go to America. And then. I see you announced that the other day, it must be. Yeah. Good best back on the day. Oh man, so good, yeah. Good friend Barnes Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you go back over there and then we record the third album over there 
and then uh, next year we release the album we start a world tour so we'll be the UK Europe everywhere yeah, so we'll be back in Glasgow a lot Nice one. What can people expect from your, your set tonight? What are we, what are we hoping for? Pete, baby! <laughs> high, nah, yeah. high energy, high energy. Yeah. As usual, you know, we get a, we get a jam-packed performance. Uh, got two new songs, so keep an eye out for that. Keep your ears open and, yeah, just get ready, man. Nostalgia. Nostalgia? Nostalgia from, yeah. I mean, a lot of people that come would have either been at the King Tut's show or the Barrel Lounge show, like yourself, and I think Especially for us as well, coming back and playing King Tut's stage is amazing for us. And we're just excited. I think we're going to have a bit of nostalgia on stage as well, thinking back to kind of when we first started, because those gigs really shaped us as well. You know, we were still getting used to touring and being on stage ourselves and playing the songs. So when you have fans and crowds like in Glasgow and Manchester and stuff, it really, you know, helps you and spurs you on. And I'm fully expecting you to be in the crowd tonight as well. You can fully expect that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for your time. No and have a great set, really appreciate it. Cheers. Day two of Transmit Festival. Uh, we had a great day yesterday and just arrived and uh, bumped into the bad guy, Chris Bunker. <laughs> I was just doing normal oh shit, I was just doing normal things, just sitting about like nothing mischievous, so we're all good, man, what's happening? I just want to point out that he's in the uh, VIP section. Big oh, time. I, Big I, didn't, time. I didn't know that. An extra 40 quid, man, just to fucking act that a celebrity. Oh, I can't mind, not him. What are you looking forward to seeing today? Uh, I'm meant to see the Snots nice and early. Uh, I used to do the door in the club they used to play in, in Faltus, called the Cricket. So I'm meant to see them, good Scottish band, DMA is Richard Ashcroft, and I'm out of here. No hanging about for catfish? Oh man, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no below 15. <laughs> I thought you'd have your eye on some of the wee birds that are here. Oh, you get jailed, man. Look at that half of these. I did actually. The idea was if I'm on the door again. <laughs> I did feel very old yesterday. <laughs> I thought Mason would have went yesterday and no showed up today, but yeah, they must not get hangovers at this age, you know what I mean? Right, a four day hangovers like myself. So it's early, early bells are now and you're, you're seeming pretty sober, but is it going to remain that way? What time is it, man? What time is it? I don't know, I've been on here about nine o'clock this morning. What time is it, Ah, uh, uh, we're here on it anyway, so fuck it. I'm here with my mate. Uh, DJ Dobbin, uh, we burn though in McNabb, so... Holly <laughs> Town's the only shouting. <laughs> so, uh, so I would hear all day, man. It's going to be good, man. Hopefully these clouds go away and the sun comes out and have a good time, that way. Thanks for your time and enjoy uh, your day. Cheers, man. Walking about backstage and we've bumped into Kai McAvoy in the VIP area. Uh, I wish a legend here. Right, mate. How's it happening? How you doing? Are you looking forward to seeing the day? What's that? Jerry, that's that's, that's about it. Jerry, that's that was, but you're you're here. Yeah, that that band Cassia, we're we're all right. Good, you're here for the weekend. Yeah, I feel weekend. Good, good. When's your next gig? That's how we use. In case <laughs> nobody knows, uh, Kai also oh, plays. Uh, we'll no, no, you can say whatever you want. In case you don't know, Kai also plays solo. Kai. Uh, does acoustic stuff, his own stuff, some covers. Aye, yeah, it's, it's it's mainly that I like. I like just playing guitar, man. Just me, acoustic. Uh, also, I, I love abandoning that, but playing, playing the guitar is brilliant. Nice one. Now, we were very lucky to play with them with the La Fontaines in the Civic Centre, and it was, a, it was a good wee night. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. That was the first time, first time I proper met you. It? Right, it was, was a good night, aye. Good. So, what would you say to MD that is watching, that wants to check you out? What would you sound like? Uh, Where can they hear you? You hear me on SoundCloud at the moment, but there should be a, a good few stuff coming out on Spotify soon. And I mean, all the, all the rest, Apple Music and 
I mean, these are not that. Uh, but hopefully soon enough you'll we'll hear it everywhere. And we'll be you want to be the next Cherry Sinning? Hopefully. I mean, that's, that's what I have to hope, isn't it? Right, you heard it here, Kai McAvoy, next Cherry Cinnamon. And I want to apologise to everybody for drinking Carlsberg, but it was free. So, that sums me up, right? Cheers. We're joined now by uh, Edinburgh's finest retro video club, uh, just off the King Tut stage there. How was it? Really good. It was uh, probably better than we, we could have hoped for it to be, yeah. So, nah, it was good. Smash it. It's funny because uh, you guys were on half past one quite early in the day, but what a crowd. What a crowd. It fills you with sort of... I don't know, it sort of validates that, that folk are actually interested in you, because yeah. I think with festival crowds, people can come and there'll be thousands of folk in anyway, yep. but but when you're on early doors, you see, right, they've actually came to see us, you know what I mean? So, aye, it was good. It was, you're spot on, because yeah, if you walk by that main stage at any point, people will be standing there, whereas King Touch stage wee bit out of the road, and it was mobbed, it was mobbed. Uh, it was good, like, a good reaction, I don't, as, as Liam said. I don't think we were expecting it to go that well, so it's, uh, it's a plus. I mean, don't get me wrong, I did say you boys are Edinburgh's finest of Edinburgh, but Glasgow's almost like a home gig for you as well, isn't it? Well, why? Well, kind of getting, getting that way, eh? We're about to do St Luke's um, in September, and um, can that, I mean, that's basically liquid room size, Ken. That's, that's a big old cap, so if we can do that, then we're, we're only, a, only a winner in, in Glasgow. And Glasgow's always been dead good there, Ken, ever since like the first gig, it's always been really really responsive and, and the crowds have kind of been like that anyway so it's, we're quite lucky in that sense you know what I mean? you say is if we can do that you know he's not going to do it when we do that ah exactly <laughs> nah, oh, no. uh, what's funny we're I'm, optimistic I'm but we're not so publicly optimistic, optimistic. Yeah. I know, so we'll, we'll see, see we'll when, see. when we do there you go when is it uh, 28th of September nice one uh, only, only a couple of months I know pre-sale Wednesday pre-sale Wednesday general sale Friday is this like a uh, is this an exclusive Song was written for for people to sing back, and, and it is a song that it's catchy and people will chant it back. Yeah, totally, yeah. It? It's funny. I mind like we had it since I can't even bloody mind when I wrote it, but it was probably like November or something, eh? Yeah. Early early December because we were, we were on tour. We we're actually on tour in Europe, and I was like, I've got this idea for a song and that. And then when we came back, and then it was wrote, and then we were like, uh, we, we sort of need a a bit of a slower song in the set just to. Just something a wee bit different, something in the same ballpark, but maybe just playing for another team, Ken. And and we just, uh, Ken, we needed we needed something like that. And I, I said at the time, I was like, Ken, I say it's like picture the scene, Ken, festival, whatever, everyone singing. I didn't need to sing it, everyone will sing it, and, that. and then it fortunately, and it it's, happened, ah, it's Ken, you've been like that, ah, so nice. I was going to come back this interview to see how many times you say Ken. That's Edinburgh, I love it. I think it's class. That's Edinburgh, and he's eh? 
He's another one, eh? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling all the types here. He's yeah. been going around Europe, and uh, I suppose people might think, what are they boys talking about? Is that a Scottish oh, accent? Totally. Oh, yeah. oh t- hey, there's a few joke when we were in Europe, just going, just, we would say stuff and we'd go, you don't have a clue what we're saying, would they? And, uh, and, and they would all laugh, so. Just go, aye, 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 they would laugh, so it'd be like, well, they must have heard something. What was weird, though, is some people thought that we were English. German and that. And they actually like, had better English accents than us. Like, they were like, oh, I can understand you fine. I'm like, what? Are you joking? Like, <laughs> but then they go, oh, I spent a month in Edinburgh and stuff, and you realise, oh, uh, it's just us that are not cultured. <laughs> They're all fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, it's just yeah, us that just don't go anywhere. Awesome. And what about the German crowds, man? man. Oh, yeah. Germany was the best, I think, on that whole tour. Well, we've a few goodies. We played, um, was it Cologne? Was Cologne was Munich was good. Munich was, Munich was good, and Cologne was, yeah, was really good. Receptive crowd, like um, standing. Ah, yeah. the venues, the rider was amazing in Germany. Like yeah. the food, the food. Take the Cook Scots anywhere. Ah, they just want oh, the free oh, food and drink. Honestly, yeah. And then the beer, the beer. It wasn't just your usual. It was great stuff. Free course meal, pudding, a lot of places and stuff. It was just a. It was a pudding. Before you drummed a pudding, great. We were blown away, and the thing is as well, I think the UK. Is a bit snobby. We, we, do you know what I mean? Like, like standoffish. They didn't want to you be. You have to win them over. Uh, yeah. they're, they're almost like, mm, I don't know if I want to be won over. Whereas when you go to these places, they're doing, they're, they're willing to give you a chance in that. You know what I mean? And after the shows and that, they're like, they come up and oh, thank you so much for coming oh, to play to us. And you're like, no, thank Brilliant. you for coming to watch it. The thing is, well, for every show, the, the, the whole crowd was there just after doors. Like it was, there was big queues oh, at yeah, the start. Whereas here, you a lot of folks. You just wouldn't come till the main band, you know what I mean? It's just how it is, but in Europe it was just, it was different. Uh, it was everyone great. was there for the doors they're, they're, every day. They're absolutely mental for the, for the music, especially bands for like Britain and that, you know what I mean? We spoke to the, we spoke to the Hunter yesterday and uh, lovely guys, eh? Oh, yeah, really honestly, guys, absolute yeah. sweethearts. We were... Uh, you know, picked a better band for us to support. No. Just, Yes. And, and to be honest, that was our first like major kind of tour. Like, support, I mean, that was all O2 Academies. And, uh, that's big, big venues. I mean, Bri- Brixton, Brixton. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's 5,000. That's mental. But uh, So we were a wee bit, no nervous, but we were a bit sort of, a bit tentative and that. And they, they were just so nice. They could, couldn't have been nicer, genuinely. Awesome. Uh, they were out filming the set every night and that. It was brilliant. The Barrelands. You played the Barrelands. I was at that gig. It was my wee sister's birthday and I took her along. And what the hell you smashed it? Big tick off the bucket list, that one. Barrels was good. That was like, we've never played Barrels before. And as a Scottish band, all you want to do is play Barrels. The thing is as well, the strange thing about it was the show was sold out before we announced it. So it wasn't like we couldn't bring our own fans there or whatnot. But we were so we were we were quite surprised when we played the show and everyone was still singing back the words. So look, mum, we'll try and get. We'll you try in, and get you in, but it was that. Right, eh? I, I was speaking to one of your mums. Probably, man. <laughs> I, like, I, I'd done uh, I'd done ligaments in my knee, boring, right, uh, off topic. And I was sitting up the back and like kind of be disabled bit of money at mums was it? Definitely, man. Me and my brother. Right. Aye, aye, and oh, so you could see the pride in her face. Uh, you know, yes. Ah, it was a, uh, it was, it was a good day. The problem is though, is that it's a poison chalice, a wee bit, eh? Because you go and you're like, oh, magic, and then you come off and you go, oh, I just want it to be, I just want that to be our show. You know what I mean? Like, just want... you get that taste for it. You're like, oh, the, good, the good thing about the Hannah shows as well. Glasgow was one of them, but Newcastle as well. You came off stage and it actually felt like it was well, your own show that, that because Newcastle the crowd were, was, the, the crowd were just unbelievable. Like, honestly, yeah. honestly, like it was full. Right, so we were on half an hour after doors, which is pretty good for, for a tour like that. Normally, like, it's 15, 20 minutes. Half an hour after doors we were on, and it was a full academy, right? 
and we started playing, and it was it was like that, and like the day. People it was bouncing around. I'm looking at them going. Ken, what's going on here? It I felt like a headline show. As close to home as we went on that tour. I suppose I. I think you learn a lot from the bands as well on these tours. So totally. you see them play their headline show. I've got, got a wireless guitar now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time as fuck. So, uh, he's hanging around today. Who are you going to see? Uh, we'll probably try and see a bit of everyone. Yeah. We're, we're going to see. <laughs> we're going to wombats and now. Oh, sorry, uh, boys. Is that the That's wombats. Is it? Wombats. But you're, you're not going to see them, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up quickly, I've been asking So we'll, we'll just go and see about everyone, I've never seen Capaldi, eh? no. I've never seen him live. I so. think he's going to get the biggest crowd in oh, the world. Oh, man, yeah, man. Yeah. I actually feel sorry for George Ezra getting on after him, because this is like his homecoming Aye, almost, yeah, basically, like, yeah. the king of Glasgow. Kind of, yeah. That'll be good though, the whole day will be good. Um, so I, I will just and you've smashed it so you can let your hair down a wee bit. Well, yeah. I can try, I can try. We had a wee blip, we had a wee blip the first song. Um, I, I, what happened? But only you've noticed that. Nah, nah, I mean I don't know. Like, see, wait, listen, uh, basically, I, I wasn't, I wasn't getting any click in my ear. So I was drumming to the click, oh, and, and, I could, and, I, and I had no drums, so I couldn't hear him either. And I'm like, so oh, he started the chorus, and I'm like, I'm still in the verse here, okay, but I mean, it's a race from history. Did you notice that? It's a race the from the history books. Oh, yeah. so, and we got over it quick. A race to the history the books, forgotten. So, so six, no, you just six. brought it up. He's waiting for it. No, I'm all right now. We cut that one. Listen, I'm, I'm fine now. Second I'm song in, we smashed from there, so oh. the set went. Good, so. Boys, thank you so much for your time, man. Congratulations on smashing the king. And enjoy the rest of your day. Hello, do. Transmit day three. We spoke to a lot of bands, but now we're got a couple of football players here. Who's laughing at? Is that not your job? Tried it. Charlie Telfer and Ryan Christie. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Are you looking forward to seeing the day? I think we've come for Lewis Capaldi overall. And uh, uh, George Ezra as well. I think Absolutely. everybody here is to see Lewis Capaldi. Yeah. It's like, uh, you seen it when it was announced, like Snow Patrol on the point and nobody was gutted at all. It was like, once they announced Capaldi, it was uh, like, know, like exactly. buzzing for that. Were you here, have you been here the holidays? We've been here all weekend, aye, so it's been great. We've been talking to a few different bands and we spoke to Cypher earlier on. Uh, oh, did you? Aye. My mate Gordon that does the Clyde phone in, we spoke to him with George Bowie on yesterday as well. So it's uh, been, aye, it's been class. Good weekend, so what do uh, football players do uh, when it's not the football season then? What have you been up to over the summer? Went on holiday with a couple of my mates and then obviously with my girlfriend, but apart from that, just... Not much? Just, nah, not much, just chilling. Chilling, yeah. Done the same, yeah, I was away a few pals and then away with my girlfriend as well, so... Um, obviously before the season I was injured, so I had, I've had time off for ages, so I was actually one of the few looking to actually get back <laughs> to football, but... Um, uh, Pre-season's not been great, is it? Who's the better player out of the two you in? What, me? That's a good question. <laughs> talk, about, talk to us about your... It's uh, all about hunger. <laughs> <laughs> it's desire, mate, it's desire. <laughs> what about uh, your, your Scotland call-ups, call Ryan? That must have been a bit of a buzz for you. Uh, it was good, it was really good. Um, I was actually frustrated, obviously, to miss the one in the summer just because, obviously, it was a new gaffer and stuff, but I had to miss out because of injury. I was frustrated, but hopefully this season I can kind of kick on again, hopefully get back in the picture, it'd be nice. Totally, and I suppose uh, you're, you're happy with the appointment of the manager? Yeah, definitely, I think. I think uh, Steve Clark at Kilmarnock, I think, kind of speaks for himself how well he did, and probably one of the toughest teams we were playing against last season, so uh, I fair played to him the job he did at Kilmarnock, I think it was the only kind of real appointment that was going to get the fans excited again. Totally. Mr Telfer, hard season last season for Falkirk, eh? I'm guessing you're going to bounce back and get back into Hopes. Yeah, I think so. I hope that that's the aim at a minimum. So yeah, hopefully have a good season and uh, can have it wrapped up 
and uh, look forward to the season after that and have a push in the championship again. Nice one. Let's stop talking about football and let you guys enjoy the festival. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks Thank very much for your time. We are joined by the dunce uh, after they've just absolutely smashed the King Tut stage. Thank you very much, mate. We are very buzzing about that, man. Can he fucking... Can you describe it? Can you describe it? Actually, uh, I came in here and you were absolutely buzzing. He stood in his eye. It was all right. Jess is like every day for me. I, I, I'm just used to this stuff by now, do you know what I mean? Being famous and that. Can't even leave my house anymore without getting accosted by thousands of fans everywhere. So I'm used to it. How many selfies you had today? About 300 million, at the very least. Zero. You know how many people want a selfie with the bass player for the dance? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you make of this vape that we've got here? Uh, Class, mate. It's one of the weird, like, two way vapes. So the two you can get on it, man. It's like leading the tramp. You can just go, like, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice wee well, hang. Well, I need to it's like a guy trying to get into a club, so the guy breathalyzes him, but it's just his walkie-talkie. <laughs> get any idea, mate? Eh, uh, no. no. Sorry, mate. Right, mate. I was asking the boys uh, where their, their tonic wine was, but I believe that you're on a budget. Yeah, we actually get searched on the way in here, and I had like a half bottle of Voodoo and like four cans of EJ in my bag. And I seen the guy searching them, and I was like, right, you can get searched, I'm going to walk away up here and no get searched so I don't get all this bevy taken off me that's worth about 15 quid altogether. It was like 6 quid, 6 quid, it was like Tesco's own fucking vodka. Uh, that's what I mean, man. I thought it was getting told, man. Basically, as soon as we get into the press press, he's telling us, like, where's all the free bevy? We <laughs> dive straight into the tent and grab one. It's just one of the days, you may as well take advantage of the free bevy, uh, rather than try and spend your own money. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting, right? Because we've spoken to Annals, they've it's like, you can clearly tell they're tiptoeing about nah. the free bevy. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nah, <laughs> no. I, mean, I mean, I just don't have the money to not be fucking <laughs> in about it, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, I mean, it's only Carlsberg, but I'll absolutely take anything free that's gone. <laughs> And I'm not ashamed at all. I'll take anything that's gone as long as it's above 10%. <laughs> I mean, beer doesn't 10% care. Carlsberg over there, mate, aye? I say that because they gave us like this vodka cordial backstage. It was like 23%. It tasted like Pims, man. Uh, it tasted like, like Pims a wee bit. It was, it was very easily drinkable. It was very easily drinkable. It was very easily drinkable. And it was free, so that's what it matters. What I want to know is why is such a famous person sneaking booze into a festival? Well, as it turns out, right? As it turns out, see when you're. I'm, I'm, I'm so famous, right, that the guards don't even recognise me, so they think I'm a punter. That's why I still need to sneak the booze in. So, what I done was I, I put a wig on, put the glasses on, wore a completely different outfit. Try to sneak in that way because if I try to come in normally, everybody stops me and all that, man. Can't even get normal Lubbers anymore because. Shut up. He walked in with his base suit because that's like the perfect camouflage that when he's got his base suit named as a fucking clue he is. <laughs> right, tell us about that set then. Buzzing? Uh, absolutely buzzing, man. Uh, I think the crowd made it. The crowd pushed it to another level, but uh, in terms of what we were doing, it went uh, pretty much perfectly on, term, like, on our end. I was terrified until I realised that no matter what we've done there, the crowd was going to be absolutely amazing about it. So, like, after the first song, and I was like, oh, fucking stiff and all that. As soon as I realised that they were going to bounce about regardless of what we'd done, that's when I was like, right, let's like give them a show. Kind of like fucking it up just to see <laughs> if people would still enjoy it. And they'd be like, that's a bit of shit, actually. Is that the line you're going with? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I made so many mistakes. So was it unintentional then? Aye, man, aye. Oh! <laughs> 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 half and half. It's half and half. There, mu there must have been this point, right, before he's come on and he's hitting what to expect here, like, uh, is this going to be good, is it going to be uh, good? Yeah. Uh, like 15 minutes out, I was sitting in the back, kind of like... 
I've been okay. having bad dreams for the past three months, man. Like, horrible, horrible dreams in relation to this. And none of them made any sense, but none of them made me feel comfortable. But as soon as we walked on, man, like, even the line check, you get your pals and that stuff in there. The sun came out as well. It, sun busted. Just... Fucking weather was shite, man. We go here, and as soon as we went on, look, we fucking brought the sun, man. This guy makes the sunshine. Look at that, mate. I brought it uh, with me, man. I am the sun. Uh, and the L. <laughs> I don't know if that's a song, by the way. Uh, the Smiths, I think it is. Oh. House of the 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 Smiths of the House 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 and how is, it, how is everybody just realising? Have you never read any of his quotes? Can we like, just put this in the Daily Record tomorrow? They don't say he's Morrissey, always... He's a prick! Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if Morrissey ever listens to this, I'll happily fight him. I'll fight <laughs> uh, If it can't... Like, I'll, get, I'll phone Robert Smith for the cure, and he can... <laughs> Double team him. If, Morris, if, Mo if Morrissey's got any pals, I doubt he does, Are you just name-dropping folks because you've got the same name? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, There's only two Rab Smiths. Aye, well, I'm Rab Smith. Big Robert's Robert Smith. If Morrissey's got any pals, me and Robert will be happy to take you on in a tag team match. Let's do it. What's Let's next for the dance? Uh, Wilkstock, I believe, uh, in August. It's uh, 18th of August, I think. We're playing Friday in Wilkstock. Slaves are playing the same night. Uh, we're playing at 10 to 12. This is encyclopedic, by the way. I don't know how I remember this. Me and but, uh, no, I think Wilkes. Hey, I might be wrong. Uh, it's either. It, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Hey, so Cabaret Vert in France, it's in Charleville. We are playing there on the 24th of August. Then, if I'm wrong, it must be the 28th that we'll play in Wilkstock. Um, very excited about that. Then, the month after that, we're off to Paris. Then, we've got the Scottish tour. And then topped off in December with the garage date that we're going to announce on Monday. But uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a few extra things sprinkled in in between. So, so no, uh, I wanted to ask you about this because I spoke to Chris Limbs at Books for Tuts uh, uh, on the podcast last week, and he was talking I've about seen that. Uh, he was, he was talking one. about what they were doing at the Priory and how you guys are almost like front and focus. That do you know what I mean? There, there must be a lot of bands that are playing the player and thinking, you want to be as good as your man for the dance? I want to be recognised when I walk into this. I fucking road to go. I don't know if you know this, man, but I came out playing a bass, right? <laughs> I, I can't remember a point in my life where I didn't have a bass guitar in my hands. So if you want to be as good as me, you're going to have to spend a lot of time, like, honing that craft. That thing is like an extension of me, do you know what I mean? Like... I feel the bass. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a groovy guy, man. He feels the groove. I, what I would say about bands, though, it's a, it's a really good atmosphere, and bands that are coming up, there's a lot of support, and that's the way we felt when we started, and we, exactly. we try and pass it on as much as we can, because at the end of the day, when we started, we were at networking, do you know what I mean? We were at some bands, some people, some people like Johnny. Like, that's what you do. And then does, does that with us, we understand. They're all trying to just, as long as they work hard and do well, man, they'll, they'll, they'll see dividends from it, man. Mr. Priory himself is showing up when we're talking uh, about the Priory. Do you want to jump in? Do you want to jump in? Can you come? No! Can have a seat here? Come on, get in. <laughs> Johnny boy. So we're just talking about the Priory, mate, and how it's, uh, it means a lot to all these new bands. Most important venue in Glasgow, mate. That is. <laughs> Tell us, tell us, tell us what you have done to make this special. Just hung about with good cunts and fucking supported them, man. Supported good cunts, nay fannies, good energy, punk music, man. Glasgow's the, the capital of it, you know, that's... 
you know what I'm talking about. I don't know who's saying it now. Right, hit us up, hit us up. Apart from this lot, who's the bands in Glasgow? People need to hear. Take your pick, mate, honestly. You've, you've got Voodoo's, Baby Strange, Snash, Crystal, honestly, Gallus. Honestly, you'll need a longer fucking battery life in that thing, mate, for me to tell you. But the boys have smashed it today. <laughs> Cheers, Johnny Boy! Hey. I was calling him Johnny there, it's bloody jokey. <laughs> Just to summarise the point, it's kind of cyclical. You get all these bands, they're looking at us thinking we want to do that, but they just have to understand that that was us and just networking, getting in with the right people, talking, <laughs> writing good tunes, putting on good gigs, you get there. I was going to ask you about good gigs, but you just came and played in Motherwell for me a while ago. Oh, I'm not quite sure if that was a good gig. There's a guy, just a point about that, right? There was a guy, so they had like a, they had like a rider, which is basically just a crate of beers for everybody. And instead of having like a fucking bottle opener, the guy was just opening his teeth and he went, Welcome to Motherwell. <laughs> I just think that was me. <laughs> in fact, I know for a fact that was me. But if my mom's watching, it was some other guy that done that. No, mate, that's it. I seen him train spotting two, it was at the Mudsitzinger <laughs> <laughs> pub. And Alex had walked in, I was like, where the fuck am I? It was great, we were kind of lucky we were on May Declan that day, and there was a good use that were pals and they played for. We had uh, Malky B for Ascot and me as well, driving for this, so it, it just kind of felt like a gig away from home, and we'd never been to Motherwell, and we loved any kind of gigs like Motherwell, come on, because it always turns out to be amazing. Would you come back? Ah, <laughs> course, course. Of course, mate. So if there's MD in Motherwell, they've described it as train spotting too, <laughs> and folk opening bottles with their teeth. All the Aye. best bits, but all the best bits, very, very positive slant. We uh, we love that kind of shit, but like, that's uh, that's our kind of vibe, so. Absolutely, train spotting too. Okay, we'll and can we just clarify, nobody was singing about hating Catholics? No, so. no, 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 it's all very nice. None of that at all. It's all very progressive. Aye, none nice of that one. shit at all, man. So let's wrap it up. Who else are you going to watch this weekend? Uh, I don't know what time it is right now, to be honest with you. Uh, try and catch Fontaine's Liberty and Bell DMAs, and I can hear Liberty Bell right now. So we're not playing right now. We can hear them playing right now, so we've kind of caught them in a sense, because we can actually hear it. Oh, I see Ashcroft, man. It's the only man I'm pure buzzing today. It's one of the ones. I mean, he played on my birthday about a few years ago, and uh, so good to be missing it. So I'll be there for that, man. Definitely. Uh, DMAs and Crystal, of course, on the Queen Tut stage, and just for a laugh, I really like Catfish and the Bottomens first album. So if I'm still kicking about, I'll go see them as well. Nice one. Thanks very much. Let's let, let's let these boys go and watch Fontaine's DC. Listen, thanks very much, boys. Much appreciated. Cheers. So we are joined uh, today by Zoe Graham, so thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's how are you looking forward to today then? Give us a... Yeah, yeah, I'm very warm, very sweaty. I've been wearing a leather jacket all day, so it's <laughs> nice to be in the shade. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and kind of rocking out some sad tunes later on. Yeah, totally. cool. and Transmit, so it's the first time they've introduced the, the Queen Touch stage. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I, I, I think it's quite a interesting late addition to uh, to the the bill but um yeah it's, it's cool i think it's, it's it's really important to showcase female artists i think it's really important to showcase all sorts of artists no matter what your background and what your gender or whatever um so yeah the only qualm i'd have is to don't make the poster pink 
That's I it. Didn't see that. Yeah, actually. poster's pink. Oh dear. Whoever made that decision at DF, we are coming after you. Ah, yeah, so we are. But um, yeah, no, it's um, it's great. It's a great stage, and it's really nice to to be a part of it and to to close the stage as well, which that must is really be an honor, eh? yeah, it's really nice. It's really really cool. I wasn't expecting that, but um, yeah. Yeah, and you've had some amazing right. shows recently. You were playing with the Proclaimers and Kate Nash. Yeah, and yeah. So the the Proclaimers shows were really interesting, because um, uh, Melrose there was like. That half of the audience had hips tops on and uh, we're the really like loud. <laughs> well, no comment on football. Uh, but um, yeah, they were like kind of, they were so into it and so loud and um, and Inverness actually kind of just the same really. But um, yeah, really good shows and it's, it's nice to stand up at the back of the of the tent and watching 5,000 people sing um, sing 500 miles and, and, and eh? kind of know that you've been a part of that and stood on the stage whether you were on first or second in a five act bill you know, it's just an honour to support that institution and were you talking to Craig and Charlie how were they were you I didn't really meet them I, I, I walked past them backstage in Inverness and nervously did a little hi um, <laughs> But that's that's the extent of it, um, and I also saw. Well, I can't I can't really tell the difference between each of them, but I saw one of them outside the uh, the bathrooms. But I felt like that was a bad place to go and say hello. <laughs> so I didn't. that's like one of the drunken stories that you tell your grandkids. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Like, yeah. oh, I mean, the proclaimers were in a toilet once. <laughs> yeah, I'll just draw the line under that. <laughs> so you've got uh, finishing off here today. Uh, what else have you got coming up? Uh, well, I've got quite a lot of white space in my Google Calendar at the moment, and that's all just set to for planning stuff and for um, for doing some other little secret things, Ooh. maybe music video things, maybe other things that might happen. Uh, a lot of planning, a lot of organising, maybe releasing stuff later in the year if all goes to plan and all works Fantastic. out. Fantastic. Yeah. And I've seen you on uh, the BBC with a friend of this podcast, Carol Can. Uh, What's that? What, no. today? No, not today. You were on a tune. Oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm always in the telly. I wondered what you were talking about. No, yes. Never off the BBC. Ah, yes. <laughs> that's, that's me on the ball. I know what I've been doing. Uh, yeah, no, that was really good fun. We pl- so I played a song of mine called The Annie's Land Lights, which is all about the Annie's Land Tower and... Um, I got the chance to go in the Annie's Land Tower and play it um, on like the eighth floor uh, and it was freezing cold and we had to do like seven, eight takes and there was a gale force winds coming into that little that little uh, balcony that we were in but um, yeah, it was good, really good fun. And really I good fun. it was an amazing story, like, you know, this means so much to me because it's just, I've always yeah, seen it from the yeah, house. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, so you could see it from the house that I grew up in and also um, from an ex-partner's house as well and once we broke up, you could... It was a very good kind of statue to the relationship and how fragile it is, yet so brutalist and all those things. Is that an inspiration for your your music, your ex-partner? Was that? Yeah, it just <laughs> just like big seventies buildings, really, <laughs> <laughs> big massive buildings. Uh, yeah, no, I've, a lot of my songs are about that person, um, but I'm writing about other things now. We're moving Fantastic. on from We've that. We've moved on from that. Yeah, one. now. <laughs> stronger and better. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to move on. Brilliant. Uh, so, I thanks so much for your time today, and I hope your set is yeah. absolutely fantastic. No, sure thanks for having me. Cheers. Chris Beltran, thanks for coming on. Ah, no problem. Uh, having a nice festival so far? It's been brilliant, I, eh? You should be interviewing me, but I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> still have to <laughs> Totally. Right, for those people who do not know the story behind Belty, give us a wee bit about uh, what you do for DF and why you're here. I'm a promoter at DF Concerts, so... Uh, it's my job to kind of uh, discover and, and book acts and help progress their careers and build a 
you know, built a following in Scotland. So, so yeah, so some of the acts on the festival. Um, this without weekend are without uh, blowing, blowing your trumpet too much, I think that you are uh, the perfect person to do that because uh, <laughs> folk might not know, but me and Chris go way back when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were probably a few years older than you, and we used to come through to your place at Bears Den, and we were all from Motherwell, and we're like, oh my God, it's lovely through here. But even back then, you were trying to record us as a band in your bedroom, and you were so into music that it was like, you knew your future was going to be in the music industry. I just think it's one of those funny ones where you do, when you're young, you just do what you like to do, because you're young, and that's what you do, and sometimes you get lucky, and that translates into what you end up doing in the future, but aye, it's bad. We spoke to Chris Limbs also, FDF yeah. and King Tats, etc. Oh. Uh, the other day for the podcast, and we were saying, like, it must be really, really exciting to see bands that you've worked with for the start playing on big stages, and this weekend, that's basically what's happening with you. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. Like, uh, I've been working for the company for about five years, and yesterday was the first act I had on the main stage to transmit, and uh, that's amazing, it felt man. like a very... A mad breakthrough moment for the Stuts. Uh, yeah, it, it was less less than two years ago. They were supporting Lewis Capaldi and King Tuts, and it was the first time I'd ever seen them. And straight away, it was just like we need to work with these guys. It's great, and we've just kind of, even though it's only been two years and they're now on the main stage, it feels like we've taken our time yeah. and done the right things at the right time. And I think they played to something mad about seventeen thousand people. And yesterday, yesterday yeah, on the main stage, yeah. and. Uh, Guys, absolutely crazy! Like, couldn't be more proud of them. Like, great we, job by the boys. We spoke about this yesterday, and it was like the first time we met the Snuts, and they were like, "We're going to be huge. We're going to do this." And well, everything they've said is, is happened. Yeah, they're the most focused, driven. Uh, you know, they're so they're so sure of what it is that they what they want that, and they're just not taking any prisoners. Like, they're one of these bands that people would say, "Oh yeah, we're in the rehearsal room every day." They genuinely Ashburn, are, like. but they actually genuinely are. And Whitburn have their their wee lock up, and uh, you know if they're not writing uh, uh, tunes or whatever, they're you know hanging out together. They're they're proper, they're a proper little gang, and they're, they're that kind of um, uh, emotional kind of connection that they all have together when they play. Is I think that's one of the things that the crowd really feed off of, and why they've managed to gather such a devoted fan base so quickly is that people kind of see that what they're doing is genuine and authentic and and that yeah that the, the band that everybody wishes they were in a band like that because everybody wishes they had as close connections with people as they do with each 100%. other 100% it's funny that you say that they're like a gang because Jack the singer for the Stutch yesterday he said on the main stage he's like who thought the young team would make it to the big stage exactly. and I thought that's very very true but at the same time you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not just a young team it's like you say they graft and graft and graft and well they played the King Tut stage last year and at the time that that was booked it felt like a a massive you know fist in the air moment for them that we were like just the fact that they were got booked on the festival yeah. and now they're doing Reading and Leeds and uh, you know, Kendall Calling Mad and Cool, all these other Mad cool the other day yeah. like, now like, playing festivals is quite something they're quite starting to get used to and but uh, it's great that all of that started to transmit and it feels like every time they come back to Scotland to play a festival is another massive moment for them where they step up. 100%. And it's almost like uh, going abroad to all these places. I really want to know if they've got their own case for their bottles of Buckfast that they seem to have at every single gig they play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm sure if it's anything like, like in Scotland, I'm sure they'll be freighting them over. <laughs> I totally. So uh, Retro Video Club, we caught up with them earlier today and 
That's yeah. another one of your bands yeah, that you've played yeah, with. Yeah, it was great. Uh, been working with them for about a year and a half, and one of these bands that usually with, with Scottish bands that grows out of Glasgow. Yeah. The interesting thing with Retro Video Club is that it's grown out of Edinburgh, and actually the mission in the last 18 months has just been trying to translate what they have in Edinburgh out to the rest of the country. Totally. And it's working. Like Once again, it's... Uh, They've got the tunes, they've got the energy, they've got the drive. You can, you know. The, the thing that you hit on there, and, and for me, it's, it's the same, because obviously I really enjoy music, playing bands, etc. But the, the big difference for me between the Snuts and Retro Video Club and every other band that you see coming through and playing all these gigs at Tuts and across Scotland is it's the drive. You know, these guys are focused and they know where they want to be. And it's for them, it doesn't, for me, seem like a hobby. It's like we are musicians and we're going to be professional musicians. They're d- determined, and I think. With streaming and with social media, everybody's got a platform that, you know, whether it's 100 people that are going to come to their shows for the next 10 years or, like, nobody has nothing. Everyone's got something that they can build on. And it's just about all these bands are just so hungry and driven to make their platform as big as it can be. And I think even artists like Jerry on the main stage on Friday is like... uh, He's the he's the definition of how hard, hard how hard working and how driven and how talented you can be and where that can take you without the external music industry having to approve you. Totally. And he's put two fingers up to so many people and, and he's done right. Because you know he's got there and it's yeah, as he says again, it's hard work. Yeah, and I think it's just uh, ultimately the the public decide who their heroes are now. It's yeah, not something yeah. that. The suits in London decide it's uh, you know it's all of us in the field in, in uh, Glasgow Green totally so uh, tell us this who are the next bands that people should be looking out for uh, I'm really down to the year, you know the, the hot I'm stuff. very 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 excited about uh, band, uh, well uh, an artist called Joseph uh, yep. J-O-E-S-E-F and he is doing two nights at summer nights he's yeah the first yeah one out, yeah right? just incredible incredible kind of uh Grassroots. He's only got two tracks out, but a really devoted audience already. And and it's not just because he's popular that I'm excited about him. His his tunes are next level. He's totally. he's somewhere between like Tame Impala, Amy Winehouse, with a bit of Paolo mixed in. And Brilliant, eh? it's just he's the real deal. And for somebody who he's only played maybe four or five gigs in his whole career ever. Never mind like in uh, Scotland or so. Never mind ever. So. And for that, he's he's so ready to take on the rest of the world. It's, it's very, very uncommon to see somebody with uh, so little experience uh, in the live sector to be so uh, fully formed. And when you see someone... And that's what makes it so exciting. It's brilliant. So when you see someone like that coming through, what's your approach then? Do you think, right, let's, get a, let's put an arm on his shoulder and point him in the right direction? Or yeah. do you let him do his own thing? Or For, for me, it was just a case of... Uh, we obviously got the show in and King Tut's that happened back in March and uh, just a test of water. That's kind of what Tut's is all about. It's yeah. just to see, give people a... Uh, Jump in here. <laughs> hey. We are joined by a, another friend of the podcast. Jump down. Give us a few words. Jump in. Hello. Jamie Keenan. He's a very good, very good boy. You've been in, a, in Venice this weekend. I have... Right, go enjoy your weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Sound, cheers. Hey. <laughs> this has been bizarre this weekend. It's like 
nearly every single person we've had on this in the past has popped up at some point and, and jumped on here. So. Oh, that's good. Uh, what were we saying? Uh, uh, Joseph. So Tats is, is all kind of the place where we can just put a show on sale, see how it goes, see what the vibe is. <laughs> and uh, it was before he even had any music out. Uh, there's a, just such a buzz around. Uh, I think maybe his tracks are being shared privately online. or I'm still not entirely sure how it happened. But he managed to sell the venue out and it's just very uncommon and I think that that is what the, the whole music industry kind of uh, got caught up on and as well as his amazing tunes. Totally, yeah. Chris, Chris Lumsuit is, uh, you, you put his track on in the office and everyone was like, oh my God, what yeah. is that? It's like almost like time froze, you know, it's yeah. like every, they're very rare, it's maybe like once every, you know, 12 months, it's like a, a track will come in and everyone will everyone will like turn around and go what's that do you find yourself digging through a lot of rubbish sometimes Chris no but I, I think it's in fact music there's so much high quality music to be fair we've not emailed you in a while so that's probably no 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 it wouldn't be that <laughs> but it's uh, we get sent a lot of good music but there's just something very distinctive about what Joseph does that uh, it just it, everyone just kind of like uh, check themselves but it stands out a little bit from the crowd and is that a name for transmit next year do you think I don't know yeah we have to see what the plan is they oh, might be that was uh, a politician answer yeah they, uh, they might they might have other things on but uh, no I think he's great so fingers crossed he's available nice one thank you so much for giving us your time and nah, no worries I suppose you better get back to work uh, yeah 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 absolutely uh, <laughs> totally yeah Nice one. Cheers, Chris. Day three here at Transmit, and I am joined by Zoe. How you doing, guys? Great yeah, to see you. Thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. It's yeah. it's a pleasure to be here and to be with you guys. Totally. It's great. Tell us a bit about yourself for those that are listening that maybe haven't heard um, as of yet. So I'm a Americana country alternative singer-songwriter, Australian, Scottish, UK touring artist. Oh, <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Just got yeah, back yeah, yeah. from Nashville um, and just played a, a few different festivals over there, oh, a few different shows over there, I should say. CMA Festival was one of them, and that was crazy. Uh, we're on a UK tour at the moment. Broke from that because Nashville's called and they're like, we want you to come over and do this show with us. And I'm like, holy smokes. That smoke, must have been amazing. I mean, they had you know Keith Urban and Chris Stapleton and Carrie Underwood and all these incredible... Oh Trisha Yearwood playing and I'm like Randy Travis was in the green room and Randy Travis is sitting like right next to us and I'm like <laughs> speechless <laughs> really Randy Travis, I'm hoping you spoke to them I did yeah. I went up to him I was like I, was so, I feel so bad I feel like such a pest but I just want to say you know you're a legend but that's like influence that's people I mean that, you know, totally yeah, yeah. yeah totally but exactly he right. was really happy about it and then he wanted to know all about my music and what was happening with me and where I was playing and what I was like and his wife was so lovely and just like you know the craziest things happen and then we got back to, to pick up the rest of the UK tour and that transmit are like, we want you to come play. I'm like, holy smokes, what a year. <laughs> that is amazing, no. It's just, yeah. um, I was so humbled by totally. both. It's just been a crazy 12 months. Was that your first time in Nashville? That was second time in Nashville, but first time playing CMA Fest um, and doing all the shows that I did. So what was there, we had uh, Bluebird Cafe we played, we played Big Machine Distillery um, and a bunch of other shows while we was there. Just, you know, we just did so many things, a bunch of showcases and then the CMA Festival itself. And that was just, yeah. oh man, it was was huge the streets shut down and people were just like shoulder lined to shoulder up, lined up getting in like oh, it was incredible and music in one you know, one amazing. room to another room just music just everywhere as you walk down the street and distinctive music. surprisingly yeah. you'd think it would all blend together but it's so distinctive it's That's really amazing. amazing yeah and i mean i suppose 
for your genre, that is like the, <laughs> the top of the list, isn't it? Like, if yeah. you're going to play somewhere, Nashville is the place where you want to be. Oh, it was, it was really nerve-wracking too, because how we, I mean, I'll introduce how we've got it here. I've got my brother here, who's my drummer, who's Zed. Yeah, yeah. um, and then I've got my dad over here, and he's my lead guitarist. Um, and he's kind of like, the, the whole thing, my mum's my manager, and my little brother is kind of like my roadie, come manager, booker, just generally keeps me in line. It is. And so bringing that kind of stuff to Nashville, I was a little bit dubious to see how it would go because it's not played there like that. Sure. Um, and we, I'm on acoustic, Zed's on a cajon and Dad's on an electric. So it's quite a, an eccentric blend of sounds as well. You know, you've got like um, South American, you've obviously got, you know, yeah. myself on an acoustic and you've got an electric out there screaming. And so the blend of sound is really unique. People are like, hmm, and I'm thinking, I don't know how this is going to go, guys. I'm going you to know? bed when Dana stole me. Yeah, uh, exactly. Sorry. And so, but when we got there, they were just like all over it. And it was really? so humbling. Yeah. And um, we yeah. ended up, we didn't, they didn't want us to leave in the end, and that was like, wow. They're like, why are you living in the UK? Why are you that here? Fantastic. Don't come leave. Over just, here. Yeah, totally. just come on over. You know, we'll keep you guys. Would you move? Would you go over there? Uh, no, I tend to think I'd do half half. If I could, if the ultimate lifestyle yeah. would be half here, half there, six months there, six months here, totally. and kind of like balance the two, I think. Because the scene here is so alive, and country music, particularly, is really on the verge of kind of like becoming I think one of the top genres sure. here at the moment um, it's so broad as well it's like, so broad yeah, you know. spectrum is and what people like Bob Harris has done with Country to Country and all that yeah. yeah those festivals my mum was at that last year was actually she? I dropped it off and I thought oh, I wish I was going it was yeah brilliant. totally yeah. Yeah. and I love how everyone gets decked out in the whole they country they do and, and that passion there, it's there and right. it's just skyrocketing here in the UK and I think I mean what I'm doing now as well as over in Nashville I also got asked to host a TV show um, to bring the element of Nashville and to bring it to the UK Amazing. and vice versa, bring the UK to Nashville. So it's kind of bridging that gap in a way. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's really, really Are cool. Are you buzzing about it? Are you excited? I'm stoked about <laughs> it. You have no idea. Um, so I'm actually going to do some interviews with some people here today if I can um, and see if I can pop around and get catch, catch a couple of artists. But it's just, I mean, that gap is its tightening every single day. It's getting tighter. You know, you've got people, Keith Urban coming over and Kerry Underwood coming over fantastic, doing Long Road Festival and Black Deer and all these crazy and amazing things. And it's just, it's on the verge of becoming, I think, huge. Totally. It's really and you're amazing. going to hopefully be at the forefront of it. Oh gosh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just... You do know. You need to be positive, <laughs> come on. I tell you what, 12 months ago, if you told me we were doing what we're doing now, just 12 months ago, I wouldn't yeah. have believed you. Never. It's just, um, it's crazy. And the family element then, do you guys argue? Do you get on? Like, when it comes to the songwriting process and gigs? Look, honestly, so, we're, we're bloody human, so, you know, <laughs> we all have our days. But at the end of the, at the end of it, we've lived together for over twenty or three odd years. You know, we, yeah. like when I say, I mean really together. Yeah. Like we've not really separated. We've all worked together. We've lived together. And we're us kids were home taught as well. So yeah. that kind of like we grew up on the road. Mum and dad were teachers and stuff yeah. like that. So, so we've always in, lived quite close together. Yeah, it's been it's been a real. We bounce off each other. We know what works for each other. We know what doesn't. And sure. we kind of sometimes decide to, to, to just poke people. Um, <laughs> you know how to rub each other up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you do it deliberately. Um, but no. Seriously, it's kind of good. Anymore. Yeah, you do. You just you work with each other. And the songwriting side of it, I tend to write all the songs, and then I'll bring it to the guys. I'll be like, "Here, what do you think of this?" And then they'll just start playing it. stuff to it. And next thing you know, the song's just built. And would you um, would you be honest? Like, would you say I think you should change this? Or oh yeah, absolutely. That's oh, the best yeah. thing Or you're singing too high, or you know, your voice sounds this, or this is that, or change this a bit because it's you know. She's always the best writer to work with because she's so adaptable. Oh, yeah. She's like it on stage, that. and I'm not kidding. We can go on stage, and because we've done so much around the campfire, you know, we could have absolute disasters up there. 
but absolutely cream it out because it's not a problem because we've done so much playing together. Yeah. It doesn't matter what goes on. It just suddenly turns into this, we just involve the audience then. You know, if something goes wrong, it's like, oh, well, this is the way it is. See, we had a and show, too, where that happened. The, the sound desk just broke on us, and it, it was took? halfway through. And the sound goes up the back, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Two power. minutes, and he's freaking out, and he's running about trying to get it sorted. And we're like, you know what? Let's just do it acoustic. And so we've just moved That's the mic out of the way and just standing there playing the crowd. like, yeah, you know, they're getting in on yeah. It's like that connection. Well, that's and adaptable. That was perfect. That's adaptable, you know, that case. Here's a weird thing. As, and that was here in Glasgow, that one. Was it? Yeah, it was in King Tut's. One of the things I'm Hopefully, the sound guys at King Tut's are not watching this. Oh. And we're, just, <laughs> <laughs> we're actually love the sound guys we at King Tut's. The like, whole crew at King Tut's are amazing. Yeah. DF concerts are us. Here's the thing, I mean, with the, what you said is Zoe and Zed, they do a little section where they both play the guitar together. That sort of come about because a guitar string got broke once. And yeah. Yeah. that kind of happened. So Zed just jumped in there He's and he like started just taking the bottom string. And, and yeah. it was kind of like we thought, that's really good, actually. Let's keep that. So now they do it. And so, yeah. it's a, and so the crowd, they'll be like, oh my God, are they doing one? What? And it's kind of like, it's weird, but it's cool. And he's on the cajon and he's jumping about, he's on it, he's off it, he's running about. Dad's up there yeah, with yeah, yeah. me, we're like jamming out There's together. a lot of energy there, isn't it? It's cool. Yeah. It's so yeah, yeah. We try to put a lot of energy into the show because we like the, the music for me, personally, and for all of us really, we want to inspire people and we want to kind of give a bit of life to people. Yeah. Um, and I think you can that's make someone need. else pick up a guitar. That's and, what it's about. Exactly. That's exactly what it's about. It's that's continuing true. that, you know, generation. Absolutely. Because some of these songs are about are you living to work or working to live? And that's kind of like what I think the motto is all about. It's yeah. we get one life. Yeah. This is the only chance we get to live yeah. this life and make the most of this. And so I think that's what the theme is really. I you know, so, and have yeah. a great time. Like little things, you know, that, that comes out of what we do, which I find really, really kind of like enchanting. Because for me, enchantment's a wonderful thing. Because of the, especially with good music. Zed started doing this thing where he started playing the didgeridoo. And then we sort of like had, wow, well, how are we going to get the didgeridoo? Broke. How, yeah, and how do we get on the, how do we buy one? How do we get one on the plane? And oh my God. You know, because it's a big, gigantic pipe. Yeah. How do you put that on a plane? It's enough trouble with the guitar. And so blow, blow me down. Zed said, oh, I probably could do it with, without you know, it. without it. I said, how could you do that? And then this happened. So now he does that on stage. Oh, yeah. 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 And people are like, That's how it happened. Exactly how it happened. Oh, we're Give us that again. Alright. He's the real genius here, though. I can't do it now. Hey, yo. That's impressive, isn't that When he warms up, my God, you think it's a it's great. So we have one song now. I, when we went to Nashville, <laughs> I wrote a song about Nashville and called it Nashville. Very artistic, that so was. Artistic. So artistic. Uh, <laughs> anyway, at the beginning of it, of, we've got him now doing the didgeridoo, and then halfway through it, he has like a didgeridoo solo. Didgeridoo solo, like, that's what it is. But yeah. where's the didgeridoo? People come up at the end, they're like, where was the backing track? It's true. Like, no, it's not. And he's like, and he just starts doing it. That's like, amazing, that's <laughs> How do you do that? When we were the CMA in Nashville doing that, Martin Guitar, they supplied our equipment over there. Which was on unbelievable Huge because honor. they only really supplied people like Ed Sheeran and that. <laughs> and we was amazed they supplied gear for us, and we thought, oh my God, that was just so humbling. Uh -huh. But we got yeah. to play their stage every day that week. While we was doing it, Zed was doing the didgeridoo up there. There was these two Aboriginals from Australia <laughs> that happened to be in the audience, and they heard it, yeah. and they come running over, and they're looking, where's the didgeridoo? 
and they're trying to find it when, when he showed them. <laughs> that's right. right here. Yeah, that's uh-huh. the didgeridoo. That's, that's what, what it is. That's what he did. That's it. That's it. They endorsed the didgeridoo. They, they, as Aboriginals, they endorsed it and they said, oh, And they're like, we want you to start an Instagram page called the didgeridoo. That's right. We're all famous. We're going to follow you. So he's been called the didgeridoo now. So you guys, you guys are from Australia, but now you moved to Laddock. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here to Scotland. So we've kind of like in the middle of doing a UK tour at the moment. We've done Bristol, Brighton, Manchester, Cambridge, uh, London. Yeah. Then we broke because Nashville came calling, so we went and did Nashville. And then we've just got back uh, about four weeks ago, didn't we? And then we picked up the rest of the tour. We got to Cambridge. We just did Manchester last night and okay. yesterday and the day before. So we, this is the, this is show four of this weekend. So Brilliant. we're kind of like driving and just you know place to place, and it's just it's the coolest thing. We yeah, we've got. We feel it. Really honest, we feel really at home because our forefathers and mothers came from Scotland and Ireland a long, long time ago. Yeah, so we kind of like always wanted to see the homelands as such. And the know? music scene is—it's very connected yeah. as far as two cultures go because Australia is very much rooted off the UK. You know, the bloodline kind of all of course, comes from yeah. there, and the music yeah. came from there originally too. So it's a lot of Kaylee stuff, it's a lot of folk stuff, it's a lot of country stuff, and that's kind of grown and branched into what we have in Australia now. Excellent. And so bringing that here. It's really humbling to see how welcoming it is here and, and getting to meet people here and just in Glasgow for example where we've done a lot of playing now and working our way through the scene and getting to meet people and connect with other fellow artists and the scene here is so alive, it's That's fantastic. Right, yeah. And bringing it to Transplant, my gosh, it's just, it's huge. I walked in and saw the big stage, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what, are you thinking, what are you thinking that'll be me next year? <laughs> <laughs> no fingers crossed, but my gosh, that'd be amazing. Amazing. I think we need to get more band members for that, though. Yeah, we need. We need to. We need to get a bass player. Yeah. But can you? Can you? Let's do it. Whether Zed's gonna pull something like a bass out of his throat. Beat us up. You never know with Zed. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky in a way that we've sort of we've come we've come from this neck of the woods because there's so much talent in in this area. Yes. Like we've also we've got European in it as well in some parts of our our lineage as well. But you know what you've got is definitely Scotland and Ireland are so musically based oh, and sure. like all our ditties and all the songs and all the stuff in Australia they kind of all come out of that stuff that that originated from here you know like farewell to, to old England forever and all this sort of stuff you know we're bound for Botany Bay all those old songs so when I think back as a kid I listen to all the old guys I used to know and since I've been here I've heard all these old ditties that I thought were just old things that old men sang and now young guys are singing this stuff. you know where it comes from, it's you know? So it's really weird yeah. and it's wonderful. Because it's, it's almost like home away from home. In sure. that sense, you feel really connected and really like welcomed. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's not home really away. I felt welcomed here, yeah, yeah. honestly. It's been yeah. great. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Everyone's Me too. been fantastic. And I mean, people do say the Scottish are a very welcoming country, yeah, totally. but it's good to hear from you guys that you, you have felt that as well. Totally. Absolutely. We've totally. played Glasgow, we played Edinburgh now, we've played quite a fair few places around here. Uh-huh. Glasgow is just, oh my God, it's just great to play Grant's Glasgow. Just, we just they love, just love, like, we love, we love, love it. Don't stop playing. Six hour set, and they're like, keep going. We're like, right on, you know, especially when we're in the streets. We've gone and played in, in, in Buchanan Street, and mm-hmm. man, oh man, we've well, had we flash crowds that have just popped out of nowhere, and they've just been just brilliant, haven't they? Yeah, and people know. have turned up with guitars and just started jamming along with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edinburgh too. I mean, Edinburgh's great as well, but I think Glasgow's got it's got that that old adage of um, you know all the that that depth 
yeah. where people just love to have a party. Yeah, there's a bit of gritty around there, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely gritty. It's a bit wild, by the way. I mean, they a bit wild in town, but, you know, we've seen people come flying through, dive bomb the mic and stuff like that. We had one guy, I was standing there on the street, and he's got blood just dripping off him. And he walked right through the middle of the crowd that's formed around us, and I'm like, I've stopped playing, and I'm looking at him like, are you all right? And everyone's just like, Oh, God, I was like, did you not just see the guy that's got blood everywhere and he's like, doesn't he help? Like, nah, that's that's just normal. Speed, hey? It's like, wow, you know, and that, it's so, it's, it's, a, it's a great place. Not for that side of it, but just There's as a culture. There's blood all over people, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like Australian rugby. Oh, no, but seriously, it's, it's, it feels homely. It's it really cool. It reminds me a little, really lot of cool. our old Australian pubs down home, you know, a lot yes. like that. Uh, very, um, very much like that. Out through Adelaide and, you know, places like that, there's some really rough places too. So you listen to ACDC, you know, I don't know if you've heard of Jimmy Barnes, but, you know, all the old, you know, big groups like ACDC and all them, they were, they were playing bands, uh, sorry, they were playing clubs and gigs and that back in the day, and there was sawdust on the floor, there was bloodbaths out the back in the car yes. parks, there was all kinds of stuff going on. And well, they're still doing still the first that. couple of songs, like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, man. Brilliant. Thanks very much for your time today, guys, and I'm Thank really looking so forward to your set later on. I look forward to doing it. Cheers. Have a great Thank day, you. guys. Thanks. See you later. Cy Ferry. What's happening, mate? All right. Welcome to Transmit. Love it. I've been, I was here Friday. Where are you, eh? Uh, Stormzy. Nah, never seen Stormzy. So me and uh, we Slaney were up seeing Jerry. <laughs> no Jerry likes up and go, so... Um, you know, we're, we're Motherwell fans, so uh, we, we wish Paul Slane was still... Oh, still a mother. Right. You wouldn't, because he's fucking hopeless now. Oh, but uh, what a man, eh? Oh, uh, so, Jerry invited me and Slaney up, so we were up here Friday, went in the dressing room, and I mean, oh, what, what a day, man. It was some buzz, and then we were, back, we were at the side of the stage when he was playing. Did you were KTE? He was playing as well, I was a us, and then a couple of Jerry's mates, so... Some buzz, eh? Oh, brilliant, mate. Like, they don't go. Like, Selena texts me after it saying thanks very much, mate. But Selena, it was actually Selena that sorted it with Jerry, but it's just that, great like, days, mate. You'll see it yourself. I've opened so many doors for you as well. Like, going to backstage at Transmit. Like. That's the thing, mate. You didn't realise how many people actually like the podcast. Right. So, when you get a wee invite to come to stuff like this and Isn't you can do nice things, it's brilliant, mate. Huh? Talk us through your outfit today, then. What are you wearing? What do you mean, talk us fucking the best outfit here, right? <laughs> uh, this shirt I got the other day for just for a day. Uh, had these for a while. Got these new as well. So I thought I thought I'd be a trendy. Uh, uh, I, thought, uh, I, I thought I'd be trendy at festival. And what, nah, in fact, is that manifesto? Uh, no. Uh, you get them in man. Uh, no vestas, right. no vestas, I... But I thought I thought I honestly thought the VIP section would be a bit trendy, eh? It's not right. Uh, it's terrible. Eh? I thought the club would be much better. Right, terrible. tell us who your favourite podcast guest is. My favourite podcast guest is, uh, oh fuck, Gary O'Connor, man. Oh, you Love Gary O'Connor. Funny as hell, mate. Just a normal oh, scheme boy that's done quite well. And after we do this, I'll get a new bother. Are you, are you part of the team here? Do you want, want to get an in? interview? Come here, jump in. Jump in. Come on, jump in. What's your name? What's your name? Erin. Erin. What's your thoughts behind the outfit? Um. Bum bag over the shoulder, it's quite London, isn't it? Yeah, but I can't put it around my waist, it's my dress will be at my arse, so... That's what we're all wanting to, we're all wanting to see your arse. We're all wanting to see your arse. I've never seen as many bums in my life. See, when you walk past, he actually says to me, I'd pay you 100 quid to see my arse. I didn't say that. This is Lily, by the way. Lily, how are you, pal? Come on in. Jump in. Jump in. You're looking great, pal. You're looking forward to seeing... Gorgeous. You're looking forward to seeing Louis Capaldi. Yeah. What's your favourite song? Um, someone you love. Wait a minute. You'd rather see Louis Capaldi? Do you know what? Jump and go now. 
We're both Rangers fans, sorry. What no, does that I mean? Oh, God. I don't even... <laughs> you don't know what open goal is? Sorry, I, I don't... No, I'm not a footballer. He tries. He tries. I used to be a... Uh, terrible now, absolutely terrible now. But, <laughs> oi, open goal. Start watching that. You'll love V Slaney, Paul no, Slaney. He's right up your street. He's slumber to Lewis Capaldi, both nuggets. Right. Oh, man. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Thanks very much. Cheers. I am now joined by Cass Cass G. Hello. And uh, George Bowie. Hello. I f actually think that uh, these two are probably more famous than MDL so spoke to them. Nah, I don't know about that. Famous in our own houses, maybe. <laughs> so tell us, right, why are you not playing? Yeah, why am I not playing, Jeff Ellis? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I tried to get in there, but I think I was a wee bit late. It was three weeks ago. So Because I heard that they had a Queen Touch stage, so I was like, oh, that would be ideal, because I think it's all female acts. That's correct. Um, but yeah, they'd signed off all the acts, so possibly next year, I don't know. George, you know what I find really interesting about your job, right? You do the, you do the breakfast show in the morning, mm -hmm. and then you sleep all day, yep, and, then and then you party all night. night. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I go back to bed in the afternoon and just crash out and then go out and do the gigs and stuff. Absolutely. Do you ever get fed up yet? Because you've been doing it I for about how long? Fed how long? up getting up at half past four in the morning. Uh, That's no good for you. So I'll not do that forever, but it's it's good fun once you're up and you're working with Cassie and all that. It's a good laugh. You've got must, a good team in there. It must have been an absolute joy for you last night seeing Jerry Simon on the main stage. And this might be me talking about it in tongue, but I believe that you're the reason Jerry's massive in Scotland. Nah, I think Jerry was massive before us. The thrill for me last night was you could actually hear people singing the wee riff that we put in the remix, which wasn't in the original song. The That is not in the actual song, but the punters were still singing it. And Jerry must be sitting there going, where are you getting that from? He knows very well. Yeah, but he's been complimentary about the remix as well. He's been smart on it, did it? I've never met him. Never met him. I went to see him last night. I thought he was amazing. I think he's coming on the breakfast show in a couple of weeks, so... Be interesting to see. Do you know, it's interesting you say that because I get the impression with Jerry Sanderman, he's done everything that's against the norm, so he doesn't do any interviews. Yeah, he never does the interviews, so that's why I was really surprised when he said he's going to come on the show. But he's doing the hydro, so he's got a lot of tickets to sell, so he wants to come on and do some press, and I'm glad he's, he's chosen to speak so to you're us. You're telling me the only reason he's coming on is to sell tickets and not to talk to Cassie. <laughs> no, I was chuffed with that retweet of my gran, I don't know, on Amazing. Twitter. Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, the thing is, George and I laugh because he got about 16,000 retweets and then somebody actually tweeted me to say you stole Jerry Cinnamon's tweet and I was like that no wait a minute that's my granny so for those that those that are watching us that don't know what you're talking about give us a bit of background yeah so I, I took this video of my gran basically as I walked away and uh, I thought it was quite a moment because I thought every granny in Glasgow always comes to the window when you're leaving so I filmed it so like you know that way I knew she was going to be there I turned around filmed it put it on Twitter um, it get like thousands of retweets I thought oh it's on its way to being viral never had a viral tweet before <laughs> And then uh, Jerry kind of quoted and retweeted it and said, you know what I mean, always be nice to see a granny, I miss my own, I helped an old lady wear her bags, and he's a kind of wee story with it. And I think he gets something like 16,000 likes. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that, that's mental, but yeah, I got accused of theft. I was like, no, mate, that was... Some guy said, you stole that off of Jerry Cinnamon. You love it, it's my gran, <laughs> waving. <laughs> but it was funny, because grands do that, they wave at the window every time just to make sure you're safe. Totally. Uh, so who you've told me before they come on that you have not seen anyone today? No, I know. I just uh, do you know what it was? It was my granny's birthday the day, so I'd taken it out. But I'm leaving at the windy. <laughs> you were waving back all <laughs> afternoon. Um, so we'd organised a wee birthday lunch in Shawlands. We went there, and I said, right, I'll come in later. And this is it. I've just got here, but. I've not been to see anyone yet. I'd like to see, I was going to say I'd like to see Richard Ashcroft, but he's I think he's finished. He's I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, is it Bastille tonight, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so looking forward to seeing them. I like to come as well and 
obviously soak it up. I'm quite almost proud of this festival because it is in Glasgow. It's quite nice that we've got somewhere right in the doorstep. I can walk up the roads, you know what I mean? So it's good. And George will probably tell you as well, he hardly gets a weekend off. So for him, you know, to come and just have a drink, is like, this is bliss, isn't it? <laughs> why, are, why are you not playing somewhere tonight? Um, because I've taken the weekend off to come to Transmit. Yeah. I don't. I very rarely drink, so it's just like, I'm going for it. George, and, um, Gordon Duncan didn't have VIP passes and he had to go up to them and say he was George Bowie. Do you know what's really funny about that? As people know that I'm... There he is, Leo! Did you just claim your George... Jump in! We've got the Holy Clyde in here, get in! Hi, Cass. Hello, hi! Good to see you. Good to see you. I just had to go to the desk and say I was George Bowie and she asked for ID. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm said, not quite sure that you look as young as George. I said, I said, the tickets are under George Bowie and she said, you got ID? And I said, well, that's... That's not can my I just, name, so what's the point of an A little bit of background in here, because I'm just going to basically throw George under the bus. George only wanted you in here. The reason that he gave you the VIP bands was to pull you up because you didn't invite well, him to you your wedding. Right at, oh! At, oh! Right at, oh! Right Shit! True story, true story. On the way in, I just said to my mate, as soon as I walk in here, I'm going to say to George, <laughs> no, I'm going to say to George, thanks for the tickets especially since I didn't invite you to my wedding. <laughs> and that way, I'll get in first and he won't be able to bring it up. And then you go and bring it up first. No, actually, before he arrived, it was already brought up. George had steam coming out his ears, man. <laughs> Dolly's thunder. It's all good. But he's here now. And interesting so enough, George, right, Gordon had a DJ for the last hour of oh, his wedding. Oh, did he now? Oh, did he? What, what was he playing? It was a playlist, right? And it, it was a playlist for the last hour of your wedding. You had tunes playing. And who better would be playing tunes than this man? <laughs> Gordon Dale, maybe could have got him on to drop some tunes on. Gordon can afford George. <laughs> I would quite like to see like a back-to-back Hugh Evans, George Bowie special. Let's do it. He's into the Bee Gees, isn't he? That's his favourite band. And what's Leonard Cohen? He's a big Leonard Cohen man. Don't even know who that is. Leonard Cohen and the GBX. I don't know if you've noticed that. So right, see these folk always phone up and say, "Oh, George Bowie, he's a tune." What's your favourite tune to play? Normally one of the ones that I've been involved in, like she's a belter or bits and pieces, or a gambler or something that we've done. Uh, nah, I, like, I like, do you know what I love? I love it when someone phones up and asks for a tune that I haven't heard for ages, and I thought, oh my God, I've forgotten about that. That's an absolute banger. That's, I got a thrill out of that. Totally. But unfortunately, a lot of people phone and ask for the same stuff all the time, which is great because they're the popular tunes, but occasionally someone will phone up and ask for a wee nugget and you'll think, oh my God, I've forgotten about that tune. How good is it? And then I'll play it every week after that. Bits and Pieces is a, is a strange one because it's almost like a West of Scotland anthem. Uh, well, it's the official Scottish anthem, isn't it? They play it when Scotland score a goal. That's why you don't hear it very often uh, with the GBX. But why Bits but, and Pieces? What do you think it is about that song? That... I think it just captured the imagination of everyone in Scotland. It's one of these things that we were doing the old school thing before anybody else and that was an old school track. I mean, when it came out, it was big. And then it didn't become big again for about another 15 years. And then it was almost a throwback to that 90s era of TTF and Entrance and Bits and Pieces was kind of like the iconic song from that era. Even though it wasn't that big at the time, it's really weird when that happens. When you get an old track that's just becomes massive, even though it wasn't that big first time around, it's strange. Gordon, we were saying that this is uh, George's first week on, weekend off in about a year. Uh, how long have you been off for, actually? That's why I didn't invite him to the wedding, because I knew he'd be working. But anyway, right now, we're, we're beyond that. I am now seven weeks into the Super Scoreboard downtime, so two weeks really? two weeks to go and I'll be back. He's a school teacher, isn't he? He's not a school teacher. So, right, you work in the morning yes. and you work at night. How much a crossover is there? Like, how much do you see each other? Oh, uh, on a Wednesday at the contact meeting, that's about... 
and that's that. Eh? Drag me in early once a week and that's Saturday nights. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jobs for you guys. We're coming out. Depending, depending, depending how Morton have got on, that that impacts George's mood before he comes in. So we always a quick, a quick, quick word about how Morton have got on. Right, back to transmit. Right, right okay. you've seen nobody. No, not one Just person. You. The headline actually right here, right here. What do you make of these three blind mice? <laughs> <laughs> Right, I've met somebody else that flosses her teeth with a mattress. I've got I've got actual cans stuck between my teeth today, man. I've been fucking drinking aye. How's it going? Is that? Paul Doc, how are you? Aye, decent fucking class weekend, man. Are you here in VIP? Uh, aye, I've snuck in. I've got, I've got over the fence. Talk to us about Twitter, right? Because the thing is, you are, in my opinion, absolutely hilarious. But see the first time you put up a video, you're thinking, nobody's going to find this funny. Uh, I put up a few before it and fucking hit off, so I was like, well, fucking whatever, man. Aye. What's aye. your favourite one? Uh, fuck knows. I think I, I, I grew up one fucking hit off and cuts for it was funny, so I was like, fucking whatever. Aye. Amazing. Laugh, aye. I was absolutely buckled the other day when you put that thing up with the mad fake teeth, like, I've got them fixed. <laughs> we had to do aye, fucking. Oh, I know, I, I'm, I'm fucking ruining the illusion now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. Aye. I'm the same, right? Who have you seen today? Eh, uh, Randy Shaw McDonald. Eh. Uh... Oh, Bands? Oh, fucking. <laughs> aye, Sean McDonald. <laughs> Sean McDonald was on the main stage, aye. We just spoke to Sean on this podcast five minutes ago. What bands have you seen today? Sean McDonald, mate, King Tuts. Sean McDonald up in the King Tuts stage. He's fucking getting whipped on stage. Taps, he had his tap off and he fucking had the sunburn on him. By the way, I wouldn't mind seeing him with his tap off. He's a handsome lad. Just go on his Instagram, mate. Fucking, you see all the time. No, fucking, I want to see Fontaine's. 200 likes down. Fontaine's DC, I want to see them. Uh, who the fuck else do you Ashcroft, no. Uh, aye, we're Ashcroft as well, actually. We're at that, aye. aye. Where's the strip then? You still have Dundee? No, I'm back in Glasgow, mate. Really? I'm back in Glasgow. Back in the Motherland? Back in, uh, aye. I won't, I won't even say the location, aye. Fucking, I'm back in, I'm back in Glasgow. It's empties hunting them down. The fucking notorious. <laughs> the notorious POD. I've, I've fucking, I've insulted too many people online and I'm worried I'm going to get fucking assaulted, aye. Did you ever worry about that? No. No, no, fucking actual, I met a boy yesterday, right, who was sound as fucking, he was like, ah, keep on, he's like, I fucking, I was getting my view online and I was like, I fucking, and he came off to a photo of us and he was like, fucking, he told me the cut and I had an actual mind to who it was or whatever and I was chatting to him, sound as fuck, but, aye. Because you don't, you don't make yourself scarce, do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm out there, this is what I do, I'm in your face, if you don't like it, fuck you. Every gun sound about it, man. Nobody's actually that bothered about it. It's yeah. a fucking good laugh, man. I think every gun gets it, man. So, tell uh, me this. Playing at Celtic Park, 
Oh, that was fucking fun as fuck, man. Aye, that was classy. How did that come about? Off the... I know some of the boys that do some of the maggots and stuff like that. Some of... I know some of the boys that do some of the maggots. They, 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 have, a couple of, they have a couple of beers in there. <laughs> I know a few boys that do the Magnus. I'll tell you what, I fucking, I missed a fucking sitter though, man, which, uh, you were there as well, you was there, I, I scored one. Did you, eh? I scored, I scored one from about fucking, like, three yards out, fucking slid in. There's only the one George Cadetti. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I said that, because it's absolutely out of context. <laughs> right, Transmat is probably now about eight o'clock, and it's time to sign off, right? Thanks, Paul. Aye. Thank you. Uh, all right, guys. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>